Feels so good to listen to that song on a Victory Monday. Blau und weiß ein Leben lang. Willkommen zum einzigen Schalke Podcast auf Englisch. Welcome to episode 142 of Shock America. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Joining me as always, co-host Jack Mangan on this Victory Monday. Yes, happy Victory Monday indeed. Uh, and a Monday, not a Wednesday like last week, which was my fault. But we're back to our, uh, our typical... <laughs> Our typical time. Um, yeah, you know, big match against our, our friends in Nuremberg and uh, very much needing a, a bounce back performance, um, I think, after that disappointing Sao Paulo result. At least in my opinion, I thought, I thought yeah. you know, it wasn't a convincing performance from us. And, uh, you know, here we are on Monday. And I think we're probably pretty pleased with what we saw. Yeah, back to victory, back to scoring goals, and this time against a uh, an opponent of equal stature, I would say, in terms of the table. Um, certainly an uh, interesting performance we're going to get into. Uh, yeah, it's you know that performance. I agree with you. At St. Pauli was very disappointing. Obviously, a lot of people were hurt, and we didn't play to what we thought was good enough. Yeah, we had a better second half showing against against Berkshire and company, but it wasn't good enough ultimately. Uh, and in this game, we wonder what we're going to see against Nuremberg and. We got an emphatic uh, answer with that. Um, yeah, all good. Starts the weekend off right. I mean, obviously, it's a Friday game. Uh, we get a win. We got Schalke TV. Life is good at the moment. At the moment. <laughs> this week. <laughs> no, the Schalke TV uh, coming in clutch. Because like we said, yeah, this was another Friday game. And there's been uh, several uh, midweek games that have been obviously difficult for Richard and I to watch live. Uh, so uh, finally got that up and running. And that's been uh, huge. And will continue to be clutch throughout the rest of the season, I presume. It will. It will. I agree. Uh, so let's get into the game. Uh, 4-1 victory in this one. Uh, look at the lineups in this one. We are the home teams. Um, Frazzle and goal with a back three. The, the similar back three. Familiar back three, I should say. Malik Tiao, uh, Itakura, and Kaminsky. Uh, went with the wing backs of Ranfel on the right. Oyan on the left. A midfield three of Salazar, Paulson, and Idrizi. Uh, and then up top, you had Peringer and Cherlinov. Thoughts on the lineup? Uh, obviously, the in- insertion of the guy we've been talking about all year long, wanting to see more minutes, Idrizi, get into the lineup. Uh, but what else? Anything else in the, line- in the starting lineup that kind of perked your interest? Oh yeah, all kinds of things going on in this lineup this time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Idrizi obviously being one of the one of the bigger ones um, in the sense that yeah, as you and I have said, um, we anticipated uh, Idrizi and, and and Flick um, and uh, maybe getting being more involved than they ultimately were. Uh, based on their involvement kind of maybe late last season. But obviously some of the transfer moves that were made um, changed that picture a little bit. But uh, even so, I mean, I don't think we've seen many like Adrizi cameos late in matches or anything. He's been pretty much out of the picture for the most part. So nice to see him not only get on the pitch, but uh, in a starting capacity to get a you know significant amount of time. Um, but also, uh, you know, Ranful back into the starting lineup. So, you know, somebody that I wasn't super impressed with early in the season. Um, but, you know, uh, however many matches ago that was, you know, he made that mistake. But in, in that one game, I forget actually who that Two who games ago, was. Was that it Sennhausen? Perhaps it was, yeah. And yeah. Then, you know, But then had a really strong second half. Um, and, you know, based on, uh, you know, Iden's performances the last couple, which have been very unconvincing, um, yeah. you know, it could just be a rotation thing. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it was based on, 
uh, you know, form or whatever. And Ranful, uh, you know, getting a starting look here. And then, um, you know, the, the man that you've been talking about, Richard, all season, I mean, you've continuously mentioned, you know, hey, you know, maybe we can get Cherlinov, um to start up top in the attack, uh, which we've kind of known is, is potentially an option based on, um, uh, you know, some things have happened with him in the past or whatever. But like it's uh, hasn't happened yet. We haven't seen it. I don't think a single time. Did we see it preseason at all? No, I don't I, think yeah. so. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, finally, uh, <laughs> there's enough depth issues where we get get the look. And um, you know what? Not bad. It looked good bad for him at all. I mean, yeah. I mean, got the moves well, like yeah, Darko. Yeah. I mean, what were your thoughts? I mean, anything else that I that I didn't mention? I think I probably like covered the main points. But how did you feel about Cherlinov in particular? Uh, uh, I thought he was. Fan- I thought he was good. Very good. Uh, dancing around, he made some slick moves. Not not alone his goal that he scored, but he made some moves throughout the game, setting up some plays. I thought he was active. Um, I thought because of his activity that he was providing, it may allowed Salazar some freedom to also be more attacking than normal. Uh, we saw another strong game from from Salazar. Um, in turn, that kind of gave Idrizi some opportunities as well. Ranfell was marauding down that pitch. You arguably saw him going down the right-hand side almost as many times as Oyan on the left, which we rarely said with those two, two uh, players uh, in the lineup. Um, it was good, and 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 then obviously, you know, the back three's stable, and obviously with the goalkeeper, which you know didn't have his greatest game, I think. But um, Perringer, uh, again, an opportunity to see him up top to maybe make a name for himself, and we finally maybe see a a side of Perringer that we were hoping we would see maybe last few games or so. Jack, uh, I thought his uh, per- performance tonight or la- this weekend was particularly a strong one compared to what it was previously. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, too, because when we have um, Tarada and Bolter starting together, Tarada tends to be the one who's pinned a little bit higher, um, more of a target man type, and Bolter kind of drops deeper into the midfield to help, you know, uh, close some things down and try to force some um, some turnovers and that, and that sort of thing. And, you know, last week when we had Piringer and Dadashov, um, they seem to be very more similar profiles, where they're both kind of not as mobile, both kind of staying high. I feel like we missed sort of that, you know, uh, duo in terms of the styles. Um, and uh, I thought that Sherlinov provided sort of that bolter role for this, but actually probably even more mobile and a little bit more energetic in, in a lot of areas and it, maybe better stamina too, in terms of like his pace and everything. And so I thought that he, he was able to drop deep and, and help some things out, which allowed kind of Peeringer to do what he, I think what I'd like, uh, like to do ideally, but yeah. um, to Peeringer specifically. Yeah. I thought this was a better performance from Peeringer. Um, Really impressed by his feet at times. He's got really tidy feet, great ball control um, uh, for, you know, a big man up top. Um, so, yeah, I would have liked to see him maybe hit the target on a couple more opportunities. And, you know, there's plenty, plenty of room for improvement yeah. in his link of play and stuff. But, yeah, certainly a better performance from him. And, yeah, I think that that Cherlinov Piringer uh, combo actually <laughs> works surprisingly well. It's a good B option. We can get to it if it's, maybe it's an A option. We'll, we'll get to that. But um, against the league's best defense, I might add. Coming yeah, into this game, four so, goals. Uh, is well, just in terms of defense, you know, there's different ways to measure best defense other than just. And Perringer is you know not I mean. the slowest guy either. He's not Dadashov, right? He's not Tarota. He's he's got some he's got some pace to him a little bit for a big guy, uh, which was good to see because we needed that. And uh, him pairing alongside Cherlinov, I think they work very well together. I think. Uh, looking real quick at the at our friends, the 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 road team, uh, Matenya in goal with the back four of uh, Valentini, Schindler, Sorensen, and Handwerker. Uh, they went with a. Uh, Holding six of a familiar name, Johannes Geis, uh, back in our lives. Uh, then you had uh, Nuremberger and Kraus, as along with uh, Daly in the midfield. And then up top, you had Chernoff and Schaffler. Um, 
guys back in our lives uh i think that's where we got him originally right or, or was that or was that uh dusseldorf i don't remember but uh good to see guys again uh and we had some not so great times together but seems like his his life is doing well for him right now at nuremberg uh, thoughts on on him and the lineup yeah, but even though, you know, we've had our differences in the past, I wish him well. You know, when he's going out there for the match, you know, I, I hope he has a good match. You know, break a leg, so to speak. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the great thing about, you know, Johannes Geis is, uh, you know, there is, of course, the Schalke curse where our former players um, always score against us. Um, but that really only pertains to players that typically did score goals for us. And he certainly was not one of those. Um, so, uh, I mean, honestly, I was thrilled to see Johannes Geis out there because, you know, he's going to be a relatively immobile, um, purely ball playing central midfielder. Um, and you know, this is a, a midfield for us in particular, that's very active. I mean, like Zalazar and Adrizi, like they're going to be running at you. So me seeing Johannes Geis out there, I love that personally. Um, because yeah, I mean, I, at least in my opinion, like I personally did not like him in his time at Schalke. I did not think he was particularly great. And I think his actual kind of like profile as a player, um, matches up quite well for us, uh, stylistically. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. He's someone who I was advocated to to go to be on Schalke. But when he joined Schalke, it just never, the fit never worked. Obviously he's known for his free kick ability and stuff like that. But again, uh, the time with us, um, didn't pan out as well as many of us had hoped, at least. So, uh, anyway, you know, get into the game. Um, what a result, right? 4-1. Uh, Sorry, on, one, on, one more comment real quick. Yeah, please. First of all, I think it's hilarious that they have a player called Nuremberger I did on their team. I did Secondly, too. I actually thought he was one of their better players. He was one he, of their more impressive people. So, I mean, credit yeah. I mean, credit, credit there. But, yeah, that was, I thought that was amusing. I did a double take because when he scored the goal, and I'm looking for his name, I'm like, Nuremberg, Nuremberg. Wait, wait, what's going on here? And I'm like, Oh, Nuremberger. Well, what the heck? So, no, yeah, it was, I thought it was hilarious when I saw that. It's funny because I've seen another team do the same, had a similar thing. I don't remember anymore now. I was in the Fight the Liga, uh, but another team that had a player with a similar name. So, funny how that works out. Hey, maybe that's a perfect fit for him, right? He should just stay there for life. I don't know. <laughs> Good uh, Sven uh, Pippenbrook back on the bench again. Uh, Gramozzi's still out with the uh, with COVID, positive COVID symptoms. Um, this time, obviously, working well for us. It was a good, it was a good game, right? Uh, four goals for us overall. Uh, the game started early, and what I liked from the onset of the match was that the pressing seemed to be back in our lives. Um, and what you saw from the beginning, in my opinion, I don't know what you thought, Salazar, Piringer, and Idrizi were all involved early on and throughout the game. Um, were you seeing the same things early on uh, with Schalke, at least with the start of the first 10, 15 minutes of the game? I mean, yes. Yeah, so first of all, I mean, I felt like a much higher line of confrontation on average. Um, I mean, like when they're taking a goal kick out, like our strikers are basically at the edge of the goal kick, you know, the the, key, like the, the 18 yard box, like, and, and just kind of like slowly following people. I mean, like we were playing a pretty high block. I felt like relative to how we play sometimes. Um, and then also, uh, yeah, I mean, like during, during the same poly match, like, there were brief windows of time, maybe like maybe like a 10 minute window in the first half and a 15 minute window in the second half where we seemed to be playing with that kind of emphasis on our game, you know, like behind the ball. And then it just disappeared for the entire rest of the match, which which I don't know if that was like a tactical instruction or for some reason we just like could not keep that up. But right. um, yeah, much more of that from the beginning and I think was maintained throughout uh you know people arriving in numbers first of all uh people putting pressure on ball carriers and then also 
um, you know, really closing down uh, those who are receiving the balls and receiving those passes, uh, closing them down quickly so that they don't have you know a lot of time to like you know take a touch or two before there's a defender on it. Like I mean, like they're they got somebody on their back as they're receiving the pass, and that just made it a lot more difficult for them to establish a rhythm. I felt like, and we we created a lot of turnovers that well way, um, which uh, you know led to a lot of transition play. Which once again, I feel like benefited us because they it was one way traffic in the midfield. I felt like I thought like we could kind of yeah. do whatever we wanted, which was so different from how things usually go. I don't I don't know what it, I mean what what they were doing in terms of um not being able to counter press, I guess, because sometimes we struggle to, you know, string a couple passes together, but we really um did a nice job in that area. Yeah, no, I agree about that hundred percent. And uh the press was working effectively. And you know what one thing we've said during our victories of recent is that what you know the team is feeling well when Malik Tiao presses up, right? And in the ninth minute, uh, he got involved offensively, did a nice chip pass over the top to Salazar. Uh, it was a contact between him and Geis. Uh, Salazar goes down. There were questions about a penalty. It looked shoulder to shoulder to me. I mean, it's a good no call for me, but uh, good to see Malik Tiao get involved early on in the game. You knew that good things were coming, that he was already in the, in the offensive mood um, compared to last week against St. Pauli, huh? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think we've talked about that a couple of times, and that's kind of like a cheap metric. But yeah, we we, we it does seem to feel like when, when the team is slightly more confident, um, that we tend to see those center backs m- being more willing to make one of those like marauding runs or get forward and kind of be involved around the edge of the box and everything. So, um, and you know, and honestly, all three of those guys kind of have the ball skills to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, like Kaminsky's pretty slick on the ball, obviously, and and Edikur is as well. So, um, yeah, I'm not 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 opposed to that every once in a while. I think those who play football manager, you probably pen them all as a ball playing defender, which is rare. You see in all three. I mean, the better teams, the teams like Man City, who all play ball possession, they can all do that. But other than that, most teams usually have those center backs that don't really. If they may have one ball playing defender, and that's about it. Not three of them on the lineup at the same time. So it was nice. It's nice that we have that back there, along with Frazzle, who typically is pretty good with his feet. Typically, uh, we'll, we'll get to him, but. Um, I thought it was going to be smooth sailing, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, around the quarter-hour mark, Nuremberg started getting some um, offensive opportunities. Nuremberger, one of the guys we mentioned, uh, had a cross in the back post. Luckily, nobody was there. This was around the you know, 15th minute or so. Um, and then in the 16th minute, um, Nuremberg, I forget who makes a pass from the left-hand side into the box, hits Schaffler in the head. His header hits the post, and we luckily cleared away. And they end up calling it offsides. Um, oh, so it hit the post. The rebound comes out and they score a goal. Um, they call it offsides. I actually think it was an incorrect call. I think he was actually onside. Um, had he, uh, they, I don't know why they didn't review it or anything. Like that they already called it. I guess the blue whistle. The goal came after the whistle, but um, close play again. Schaffler again above the, the the center backs and getting a good header on the ball and hits the post there. Uh, had me worried at that point when I see you know two waves of attack by Nuremberg that maybe this game is going to be a lot tougher than, or as tough as I had anticipated prior to the match. Yeah. If it's the play I'm remembering. Yeah. I, I think he was on. Um, like, yeah, he certainly yeah, was on. Yeah. Cause like that didn't the, yeah. Didn't the ref like blow the whistle right as that shot was coming in. That would have been the goal. Yep. So they kind of like got this. Yeah. I think, I think you're correct. Yeah, and the manager was... was furious after that because it was a goal. I mean, probably wouldn't happen. Fraza probably would have tried harder. Yeah. But... When I saw it live, I couldn't tell, but they, I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure they showed a, a replay of it, and it seemed like he was fairly clearly on side. So I'm, I mean, yeah, I don't know what the rules are. Once again, if it's like you have to have a clear and obvious error to intervene for the VAR or whatever, but like, 
kind of sucks. I mean, just a lot of goal almost. Um, almost one of those situations like the Santa one in the cup, right? Where it's like the whistle's mm. blown as it's getting shot, so it can't yeah. really count. But yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, definitely a warning shot across the bows, though. It was. Uh, and I was curious to see how the team would do. They could they kind of re-engage the press once again. Um one of the guys we've been talking about at the beginning, Idrizi, first glimpses of real good action in the 20th minute. Uh found the ball. I guess got the ball. Uh, off of a, a clearance from um, Nuremberg, does a nice give and go with Owen on the left hand side. Feeds it to Cherlin, uh, excuse me, to Peringer, who gives it to Cherlinov. He does some dancey moves, breaks two guys' ankles, takes a shot, forces the keeper to make a save. Rebound goes over to Owen in the middle of the pitch on the six in the six yard box, scores the goal uh, just like that. Twentieth minute, great time to get a goal there. Um, Great plays by Idrizi for getting the ball, doing the give and go with Oyan, Peringer to find Cherlinov, and then Cherlinov just dancing around Oyan, putting the ball away. It was just a great play overall, all the way around. Uh, thoughts on the goal, the first goal? Yeah, I, I mean, like a lot, a lot of different people involved, some nice touches, and uh, Cherlinov doing what we've seen him do on a number of occasions, which is, uh, you know, uh, kind of on the edges of the box, be able to show some flashes, some really nice footwork. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes it comes off from, sometimes he kind of dribbles himself a little bit too deep and gets into trouble. But uh, in this in this occasion, yeah, he kind of, cut on the inside and sold that inside move and really got yeah. the defender to bite on that and then cut it back towards the baseline to open up that shot. And uh, yeah, went for goal himself and, uh, you know, hit it with enough pace from close enough in that the keeper wasn't able to direct it properly. And it just sort of bounces out for Orion who makes a nice, you know, he really had to kind of like half volley that get it, you know, kind of get his leg up pretty yeah. high to get it yeah. in. But yeah. uh, nice finish. And we love, we love a Thomas Orion goal. I mean, he provides enough of them, uh, you know, in the assist category, nice to see him get one himself. And uh, yeah, I mean, nice play from several guys there. Nice play from Trillinov as well. Yeah, and then I noticed that after that goal, that it would seem like we were playing a little bit more swagger, which we haven't seen in a long time, it seemed. Uh, doing a little bit of trick passes here and there, and, and definitely hadn't played with attention, which we haven't seen, especially in the last game. Um, and I think in particular, Idrizi, Trillinov, and Peringer looked very good in the attack. I mean, we kind of alluded to it during the lineup that especially Peringer and Cherlinov, they seem to work. They're like a perfect complement for each other. Very similar to like Bulter and Tarota. And they work well. Idrizi was in the mix as well. Obviously Salazar as well. So I thought that the attack looked more lively than it had in a long time uh, in this game. And in particular, right after that goal, we continued to push and push and push. Um, They came up big, I thought. Yeah. And Idrizi in particular, I think is kind of showing that, yeah, he can be an option. Um, off the bench as a more like yeah. attacking minded sub in that midfield. Um, uh, I mean, I still think that like, you know, what, what Drexler offers you in terms of his well-rounded nature, I think is very valuable. And I think if there was a deficiency from Idrizi in this game, it was, it was on the defensive end in this game. Not that he wasn't involved, you know, in, in applying some pressure with people, but there were some moments I felt like he was mildly out of position or like, wasn't exactly, um, aware of his positioning as well as it could have been to, to kind of cut off an angle properly, like mm-hmm. wasn't keeping the shape. Um, one, that, that's more like once they get into our final third kind of a thing, um, yeah. and they're trying to break us down with passing more than just kind of, you know, like, yeah, some of the open play, but yeah, but like going forward, I thought, yeah, he'd absolutely provided the spark and um, it's, yeah, I mean, we, we saw that once again, late last year, a little bit, like he had that in him. And so it's, it's once again, surprising that it's taken this long, to get him a start or really see him in almost any capacity because we kind of feel like he could, uh, he could provide this. And I'm, I'm surprised we haven't seen more like, you know, half, half hour cameos for him, right? Like in second halves of matches potentially. Yeah. Only thing now I'm missing is a Timo Becker, right? But we'll, we won't touch that one. There today. you go. <laughs> um, a few minutes, a few minutes later, uh, maybe like 10 minutes after the goal or so we had almost an identical play to the goal 
where Chirlinov again dancing around down and down in the box uh, creates a shot. Uh, oh, excuse me. No, he find he finds a. Uh, he made like a little dinky move where he tried to go through two guys, or whatever. It somehow found the ball to Idrizi. Idrizi takes a shot, saved by the keeper, goes out to Ranfel. Ranfel one times it hits off the post crossbar angle uh, and gets out, and they cleared away. But I mean, again, Trilinov causing causing headaches. Idrizi in the mix again, and then Ranfel with a nice shot. I mean, he just uh, inches missed it from going to make a beautiful goal. Um, wonderful attack again. It just like seemed re- re- relentless, which I'd love to see because in the in the past we've rested on our morals really and sat back. And this is we kept attacking, which I loved. Yeah, I mean, listen, this is this is kind of what I was getting at last week a little bit in the San Pauli matches. And once again, m- maybe I was being a little bit harsh on the team given that it was you know it was a two one result and there was a lot of statistics you could look at from that match that made it seem like it was fairly even. I just I felt like it was not a convincing performance at all. And it did not feel like we had any sort of control of that match and that we were just kind of hanging on for a lot of that. Yep. I think that's been our criticism. Part of our criticism of this team for a lot this season is that like, you know, even in some of the games where we're getting results, we don't really feel like we really have that much of an upper hand in them. And it's just, it's very much kind of 50, 50 until we, we find a way to get something. And, um, I felt like we outplayed Nuremberg, like fairly convincingly. It doesn't mean they didn't have good spells at times, but, um, I felt that we we could get into their final third, especially like pretty much whenever we wanted to. Like I said, that midfield area, particularly, was one way traffic. They couldn't bog us down um, centrally that often, especially in transition. And uh, yeah, it was a much more convincing performance. Uh, a lot of danger from a lot of guys. I think this is almost the opposite of the last game, right? Minus the two goals late in the game, it was two one for majority of the game. And I thought, much like St. Pauli last week against us. Though the scoreline was close, I thought we were the superior team as St. Pauli were the superior team last week. Um, like you mentioned, we, we were doing so many things well. They could rarely muster anything offensively. Um, we just seemed to have control and, and play with more onus on, on the offensive end and um, doing like nice little passes here and there. Making We are passing much better than we had before. Not, the percentages doesn't show it, but we were making more passes with intent in this game. And I thought, uh, I agree with you, it looked like we were the more dominant team despite the scoreline obviously at the end it helps to put the two goals and it kind of put things uh made things seem like the way they were but yeah two to one at that point you know until late in the game we looked still the dominant team and i didn't feel worried that they were going to come back and 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 bite us in the the end right like in the past we've done that and this game didn't feel like that and i know in the st paulo game they probably weren't scared that they were going to get get drawn in that game so yeah and maybe we should have been more nervous about that but yeah it wasn't it wasn't one of those um matches when it was for example 2-1 ultimately like that where i was like oh we need that insurance goal i, I didn't have that feeling as much as i typically do in a lot of um Shago matches one brief aside just because you mentioned nice passing i just wanted to mention this because i love thomas Owen so much he plays this ball occasionally that is just like long lead ball like powered up like lead like lead pass that's like a daisy cutter like it it doesn't bounce. It it just looks like it glides over the ground on this absolute rope. And he kind of like winds up for it sometimes. And when he executes, he had one of those, I think, fairly early in the match uh, that may have been to Cherlinov or somebody. And it was just gorgeous. And I, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm just obsessed with that man. He's, he's, he's my, he's my favorite. <laughs> Do you need a moment? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> oh, well, it was smooth sailing up until Frazzle. In the 34th. Uh, so Malik Tiao passes back to Frazzle, which they've done many times this season. Frazzle was a little nonchalant and tries to like chip it back to Tiao, but it gives it right to 
who was it? Schaffler? No, it was it was a uh, Sherman offer. What was the name? Um, uh, I wrote it down here somewhere. Where is it? Because it's I forget it. Yeah, sure enough. Uh, point blank, and he's forced to make a big save, which he does. But I mean, this is one thing I've I talked about before. Like he's supposed to be really good with his feet, but occasionally he gets too cocky, makes a mistake, and I thought that's what happened in this particular instant. Could have been a huge blunder. Uh, it wasn't the first blunder in the game, or wouldn't be the last blunder, I should say. But uh, we dodged a bullet right there because all the momentum would have been gone had he had they scored. I, the reason I'm laughing so much is that you know I rewatched this moment this evening, and it it makes no sense. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not even that that kind of situation where there's a back pass to the keeper, and then there's like you know like a striker like closing him down very quickly, and the keeper sort of underestimates how much time he has, and then gets rushed into a bad pass and gets deflected or something. No. He wasn't really being closed down. He just turns <laughs> towards his teammate. It almost looks like a no look. It almost looked like a no look. You know, like, he, he, he turns towards Malik Chow, who is the teammate that is being like directly marked by that guy, who is like, in, and then just kind of hits this like chip pass that has that goes like half the distance to chat, like directly, like directly to the. I don't understand what that was. Yeah, uh, or what that decision was. It was such a weird play. Yeah, and luckily we we didn't have to pay for it because I think uh, I think it almost caught. You know, if it was if it was if it was sure enough, like you said, I think it almost caught him by surprise ever so slightly, and uh, Frost was able to like take a step out, cut down the angle, and ultimately blocked it. But um, very easily could have been a goal, and it would have been very cheaply conceded. So thankfully, we uh, we avoided that. That such a strange moment from from Frazzle. Yeah, no, no, it certainly was. Um, uh, and luckily, that wasn't the worst taste in our mouth. That wasn't that was the worst taste of our mouth in the first half, I should say, because the first half ended with some hopefulness i guess uh in stoppage time uh ron full forced to turnover led a breakaway found idrizi idrizi one touch pass takes a shot forced a great save by the keeper you could argue if he shot to either corner probably would have gone in but i mean still made uh, matenia for uh, force him to make a save uh, it was nice to see ron full stop a play and lead a, an attack and then idrizi with a quick mo- a quick step and take a shot all around i love that yeah, absolutely. Certainly one of uh, Ronfield's kind of highlight moments from this match, as you said, uh, is the one that that dispossesses the opponent and counters and has just kind of a lot of space to run into. So he just kind of keeps going and takes his time and ultimately finds sort of, you know, that 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 counter run of uh, Idrizi, who honestly, you know, gets, gets a pretty good effort on on there. Um, you know, he was he kind of got passed into a little bit of a telephone booth. Like I, I, I yeah. think if he would have tried to take a touch or two, he probably would have been dispossessed himself. So he just kind of got the shot off quickly. Um, and so, yeah, I think under the circumstances, it was a pretty good effort from Madrizi there. And yeah, nice, nice play from Ronfel. Absolutely. Uh, and we go to the half up one nothing. Um, before I get to that, I want to give a shout out to Pascal in the chat, and I also want to give a shout out to Tony, who's been commenting on some of our our, our videos online on YouTube. So you know, shout out to both you guys. Um, yeah, up one nothing to halftime. I felt very comfortable the way the scoreline was. Yeah, they had a few opportunities. We had a little mistake there with Frazzle. But overall, I felt um, very confident with what we were doing. I love what I saw in the attack in particular. Um, I just, and I'm not sure what it was, or maybe Norberg was having an off game, but the the players that we had in this game starting, they just seemed to work whatever for each other and were creating opportunities. Like I mentioned, you know, because of the activity and the action by Peringer, Chirlonov, and Idrizi kind of um, freed up Salazar, and Salazar was very active as well. You got to see both wingbacks um, get involved as well. So it was, it was just a good performance, I thought, overall. What are your thoughts? 
one of the things that was really interesting to me, and and maybe you had a different impression from this match, but um, the the transition play and sort of the attacking play in general was working so well that Oyam was often kind of bypassed in attack. So so often it's kind of bogged down that he's able to kind of get forward and kind of like pivot back around us and then receive the pass to kind of play in the guard. And so often like he'd play a ball if somebody else would and we'd counter and he would never catch up to the play. So yeah. he actually like wasn't the one ultimately you know providing that final ball in or whatever. And I think um, you know to some extent like yeah you would like that because he's so good at those kind of like you know delivery from wide areas that maybe we were missing a little bit missing a little bit of that in this game. But I think it also like spoke to how well we were playing that he wasn't even able to be involved yes. as much because the people that were ahead of him were doing such a nice job. Yeah, exactly. He didn't have that many opportunities, yet we still look good. I think I agree. The the complement of players around him were actually outperforming what they normally do. And and because of that, yeah, there were times where they had they, I just bypassed him because there were opportunities and they were successful. So they kept doing it and kept doing it. And he just had to, you know, play catch up as opposed to in the past where we just rely solely on him to hey go create something. We'll try to catch up to you. Uh, it was it was a nice change of pace. Not that I want don't want to see Oyan push up because I do. He is our best, arguably our best player, our best, our best passer. But you know, if you don't have to rely on him and you have some other other people you can lead the way, that's a nice problem to have. And it's uh, we hadn't been able to say that all season long. Even in some of our victories, I thought this we can get to this at the end of the game. But this is one of our most complete victories I think this season against a, a, a not a team like Sandhausen. It's an actual a team that's pretty competent, best defense in the league, like you mentioned. So. Um, good, good, good performance. I thought so far in the first half, and then starting the second half, I was confident that we were going to be able to do much of the same, right? I wasn't, I wasn't too worried about that. And then in the 49th minute, Valentini makes a move on said Oyan. It wasn't even like it was like a, almost a shoulder fake. Freed himself up for a left-handed cross into the box. Um, goes back post to Schaffler. Schaffler heads it back down to Nuremberger, who scores a goal one-one. And I'm like, ah oh, man, that's a punch in the stomach. I didn't feel like uh, here we go. Like ha- had they scored early in the game when Raffles mistake, that'd have been different, I think. But so it happens so early in the second half. I was just like, okay, it's a goal. Let's get back into it. What were your thoughts after that goal? Yeah, I mean, like decent ball in the box first of all, and then I thought that was a really smart play by Scheffler to to um, kind of turn his body position around and be able to head that back into space. And uh, Nuremberger did a really nice job kind of like holding that that position near the top of the box and kind of letting the defense collapse on that and kind of you know, making that trailing kind of brief run into space and finishing that off. So, um, yeah, nice, nice move from Nuremberg there, obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they kind of leveled things back up. It's certainly not the start you wanted to have to uh, the second half. I guess I guess the way I kind of felt at the time, though, was that, once again, not a lot of clear-cut chances for Nuremberg um, in, in, in the first. I didn't mean that they didn't have a couple nice – moments of, of decent spells especially they had one i think maybe like forget exactly when it was probably like five minutes or so up until about the 40th minute kind of late in that half where, where they looked decent for a bit i think that was probably maybe that adrizi play that you were talking about um mm-hmm. but yeah certainly made you a little bit nervous at that point that maybe you know they they would have made some adjustments and would be able to control the second half more now that they got that cheap goal early on you know all they would need is you know maybe kind of something in the typical run of play for them to to make the difference so um, yeah, I was very curious how we were going to respond uh, to that one. Yes, yes. And I was just reading some of the comments here. Uh, interesting comments here by about um, Latza not being in the lineup in this one. And uh, William says, uh, really, f- <coughs> really feels like we are a better team when Latza's not playing. I hate to say that. <coughs> I kinda, we kind of uh, agreed to this last time, right? We thought that um, 
makes more sense to have Paulson in there and maybe Drexler or Salazar than, than Latza. What are your thoughts? I think we've been pretty consistent in saying that um, Donnie Latza has not done anything this season to um, guarantee or necessitate his inclusion in the starting 11. It doesn't mean he's been terrible. I just don't think he's shown anything that says like he has to be, you know, one of the first names on their team sheet in the midfield. He, he, you know, if healthy, as Gramatz had said in the past, right? If he's healthy, he's going to be starting. Um, I don't think he's earned that based on his play this season. So um, it's not that I think that like, oh, we're significantly worse when when Dunny Lotz is um, in the game. I don't even know if we had enough of a sample size to really determine that definitively. But um, right. yeah, I certainly I certainly don't mind seeing other people in there um, ahead of him at a minimum. Yeah, and, and Pascal makes a good point. Like, lots of is good for the squad and creating rivalry and kind of make sure guys don't be complacent. But just on the pitch, he's not really, you know, that important for the squad, I think. And he is a team captain. And I'm sure he provides stuff off the pitch uh, to really get this team going. But, you know, in terms of on the pitch, just because just because someone's your captain doesn't mean you have to be on the pitch, right? Um, and I think he does provide a lot for the team. It's just uh, maybe not so much on the, uh, on, the on the pitch side. And I, I, I want to kind of veer away because uh, – Sandra Merrill and uh, Birch all chiming with this VOG FYI. What is what's going on here? Let me know what this is. Cause I'm I'm missing this right now. Someone mentioned this last podcast too. I'm like, what, what? fill me in on that just so I know. These are all uh, bots that you created to comment in the chat uh, to, oh, to maybe, boost our to, to maybe, boost our numbers. Maybe maybe that's it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, moving on. Um, after the goal, you always want to see, is there a reaction? And I thought there was. Immediately after the kickoff, you see Salazar going down the pitch, leading the break. Uh, takes a shot, as he always does. And this one is sky high. Um, the box took over. <laughs> uh, but it was a reaction, right? You wanted to see that. What would happen after the goal? Would we be complacent? What, what would it be like? And immediately saw we go for the attack, which is good yeah, to see. Yeah. Means we were in the game. Not, nothing stopping Salazar from making yeah. one of those marauding runs, ignoring any of his options and teammates and just having a go. Uh, yeah, definitely a number of occasions in this one where I think you saw, whether it was Oweyan or Piringer or somebody else, a little bit frustrated uh, with some of the blinders um, that he had on in, in some of those moments. Probably could have incorporated his teammates more often uh, than he than he chose to. Um, but at a minimum, you don't you don't mind seeing that sort of impetus from him. And he, he's he's one of the guys that makes a lot of things go. Um, certainly was the case in this one again, and he's he's tireless yeah. out there, man. Like I mean, all throughout the match, he's making plays both on the offensive and defensive end that that um, kind of ultimately boiled down to just pure hustle plays more than anything overly technical or skill based. Like he really just puts in the effort to close down those yards or just kind of like keep that dribble going longer than maybe somebody else would. And yeah, uh, yeah, he really opens things up. I think that you know, beginning of the season, we probably thought. I know, at least for me, that he was more of the attacking midfielder type, the, the number ten role, and what he really is more is like a, a number ten with with offensive talent. And he's, I, he's more like McKenny. Yes, honestly, he's more of that like box to box, like will be a nuisance defensively and not then quite Goretzka, that transitional. But, yeah, right, yeah, right, exactly. No, no, yeah, and I, he serves us well. We always needed those kind of players in the past, um, and so he's filling in that role very nicely. And he's, I think, he's a lock as a starting eleven player. He should be, in, in our opinion. Uh, but again, another performance in this game where in, in a game where he, he just was one of the better players. Um, and I, we, I felt the goal was coming. I wasn't worried after they scored. And sure enough, in the 66th minute, we get a corner kick. Uh, Schaffler, the, the striker for um, Nuremberg, heads it out. 
right to Idrizi. Idrizi one times it back. Not the greatest of shots, but it hits again off of Schaffer and goes back in the goal, ironically, uh, and scored an own goal. Um, we'll take it. Idrizi is going to take it. It's got to boost his confidence, too, that he gets a goal, technically, own goal. Uh, but you love to see that from Idrizi, again, taking his opportunities in the game. Um, that's the second time within, you know, several minutes where he took a shot. One at the end of the first half and now here, and this one paid off as a goal. I, mean, I always refer to Gretzky. You don't get goals unless you shoot, shoot on target. So I'm happy yeah. for him and three, two, one at that point. We've certainly said that from time to time. Every once in a while, you know, we're just like, I wish somebody would just have a rip every once in a while because you never know what can happen on a rebound. But yeah, um, yeah I, I'm not convinced that, that was necessarily on target <laughs> from a 3Z. But uh, yeah, that's an unfortunate sequence from, from Schaeffler or whatever because he, he made a nice play to clear that out and then um it it wasn't even so much that it deflected off him it looked like he was intentionally trying to head that to safety yeah and over or didn't really or know where he was because the thing is like kind of the direction of where he was trying to like you know actually put some force on that and direct it he actually looked like he hit it in the direction he meant to and yeah. i just think maybe he didn't hit with enough power or didn't understand where he was in relation to the uh to the goal but yeah an unfortunate moment from him so um Hey man, we'll take them however we could get them. Uh, yeah. I think the more important thing is that this was, yeah, even though it was kind of a lucky play, was coming um, on the back of once again decent pressure and, and relatively sustained pressure for a lot of this match. No, no, hundred percent. And then I thought the head scratcher was, you know, Drizzy gets his goal, sort of. It's an own goal. Uh, certainly, the goal happened because of him. And then he comes off for a flick, and it was. Bittersweet moment for me because I'm like Idris is actually playing well in this game. Unless he's asking to come off, why is he coming off? But on the other side, you look at it and like, well, you're bringing a defense. You got a lead now. Bring in Flick, who's a better defender, because you just talked about how Idris is not as good as Drexler defensively. So you bring in someone who's more stable there. So I'm like, I was conflicted on how I felt on that because I thought Idris up to that point was playing a very good game and maybe not quite man of the match performance up to that point, but certainly deserve to have a few more minutes in, as opposed to not getting any action all season long. Well, yeah. I mean, also it would be interesting though, if he, after having basically not played all season was just like, go full 90. Like, so in that sense, I'm not surprised that they took him out a little bit earlier to not, you know, to give him, to not push him too hard. It also just get some fresh yeah, legs on true. this one. That's true. Um, yeah. And I did think it was interesting though, that, you know, generally when we do see flick, it tends to be in the Paulson role and sort of like, you know, the, the, the deeper six role. And that's not what he came in. He came in directly in the kind of a one for one swap um, in that Drexler Adrizi spot. So um, slightly different emphasis on the kind of things that Flick did. I thought Flick did a pretty good job um, uh, against the ball, uh, put some decent pressure on people. Um, obviously not, not quite as quick, maybe not quite as mobile, but did a, did a relatively good job there. And, and once again, just provides a nice composed presence and possession. Um makes some calmer decisions sometimes I feel like. And so I thought he did, I thought he did solid in his, in his um, appearance yeah. today. Nothing, nothing earth shattering, but decent. And kind of like Pascal says, only if can keep this kind of form because it gives us some options in the middle, right? Obviously our preferable back three or middle three, I would say is Paulson, Salazar and Drexler. Um, the question has always been who would come in place in case one of those guys go down. Paulson, obviously flick is the most natural guy you would think of. Then who Idrizi can make his name for now, possibly, if he can continue with this kind of style. So it's good. We need, we need that kind of depth. And the same thing with the attack, right? Uh, who would who would fill in when uh, Toroda and Bulter go down? And the old Perringer is probably the obvious one because he's a striker. But who was going to compliment him? Uh, you know, Obviously, we saw Dadashov last week didn't work out. Chirlinov sounds like it's probably the right answer. No, and listen, I got to give you props because, like I said, you're the one 
more than anybody, I think that's been kind of banging on about that all season. Like, like, will we see Cholinov in that role? And like I said, like I, I understood what you were saying, and like you know, yeah. but I was just kind of like, yeah, I mean, like, well, you know, we'll see how it goes. And it really took us, you know, having those injuries to necessitate that. But we got, I mean, once again, small sample size, but got to yep. look at it and uh, seemed to make a lot of sense. So I mean, credit to you for kind of pushing that, and and ultimately we got to take a look at it. So yeah. Yeah, and, and and the main reason really for the way I felt like that is because we needed an X factor type of player, and he's the only guy really who can do that, create his own shots and and passes and stuff like that. And when he's on, Salad gets some free freedom to do whatever he needs to do. And so we finally we actually did see that uh, Kiki Top, the new Hoppy, I called it here first. All right, all right. Well, he did play well that little brief cameo against as um. Against St. Pauli, he looked better in that what five minutes than Dadashov looked in the whatever time he had in that game. So, just saying, just saying. Uh, not that I'm going to discount Dadashov. Obviously, he's a young guy. Uh, he, Dadish, he had an okay Dadish, performance. Dadashov's a body. That's what you yes. can say about him. He, he's yeah. a body to have on the field. And he's young. He'll get there. He's got the body. He'll he'll grow into that role. So, uh, he's done well for the youth team. So, um, yeah. So a scary incident happened in the 75th minute. You never like to see accidents happen or injuries happen. Uh, so there's a play where Nuremberg went for a shot. Frazel gets a rebound and quickly heads up play, tries to lead a break in it, and found, almost finds Chirlinov in the opposition's box. Um, the goalie, come, Matenya, comes out, runs it to his defender. I mean, it looked like he knocked him out immediately. The, the goalie hit knock on the defender. Um, he definitely was dazed. He got cut. It was several. They were down for several minutes at the end of the game. Um, probably what led to all the extra stoppage time, but scary incident because I mean, it looked like it was accidental. You know, goalie's coming out for the ball, defender's trying to uh, fend off Cherlinov, and bam, bang, bang, play. And uh, looked scary for a minute because it didn't look like he would maybe he might have been knocked out, but you know, it seemed like he, I guess, he'll end up being okay. Was that Valentini? The right, was that the right back? Who was that? It might have been Valentini. It's got to go T and Valentini does have a go T. I think it might have been him, but I, okay. I don't recall. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was it was an interesting moment because um it, it, the whistle came at a kind of a dis- disadvantageous point for Schalke in that in that play because we were about to have potentially numbers kind of going back into the box again after it had gotten cleared. And I think there was the sense for a couple seconds after that happened, potentially, that the guy took the opportunity with the keeper to go down easy and stop the play to like avoid Schalke having that advantage, but it became clear relatively quickly that no, that I mean, actually something was wrong. Yeah. You saw the um, replay yeah. and you're like, Ooh, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, he was down for, you know, a few minutes and yeah, I mean, those are always scary moments. So luckily that, yeah, like I said, he, he seemed to be okay. It wasn't, um, he didn't have to be stretched off or anything crazy, but, yeah. uh, yeah. Um, so the game would continue, and at this point, all we wanted to see is make sure Schalke didn't do anything silly, like a frazzle mistake that would cause a, a, a tying goal. Um, so we were pretty much waiting to see the game to play out. It was, and we kept we kept attacking, which is good to see. Uh, in the 85th minute, Itakura forced a turnover, turnover, I should say. Uh, Salazar rips it from deep, as he always does. He takes shots from distance. And we saw this a couple weeks ago, right, in the Sennhausen match. Takes a shot from distance. Goalie couldn't handle it. This time, I think, it was a little bit harder, uh, more difficult shot to stop than the last one. Um, and forced the goalie to make a save. Ball goes right to Cherlinov, who dances around the keeper and then puts it away. Tap-in goal. 3-1. Good to see for Cherlinov. He had such a good game. Uh, and to end it on a goal like that, uh, wonderfully done. But, you know, credit goes to Salazar for ripping it from, like, no man's land. 
deep like who thinks Steph Curry well, is open? yeah I mean it, it's another it's yet another play where like you know Trilinov has his shoulder turned back towards Zalazar and he's like calling for it like you know like doing the whole thing and once again Zalazar ignores his teammates and has a rip but um this time unlike you know some other times in this match not just from him but from people is able to keep it down and actually get it on frame and force the keeper to do something with it as opposed to skying it you know 10 yards over the par um and uh yeah hits it low hits it hard to the corner gets bounced out and Trilinov like Really tidy feet, really nice feet to recognize that he probably wasn't able to get that shot off, dance around him, like you said, and just kind of slip that in, um, uh, you know, right next to the post. Uh, impressive, uh, you know, uh, helped with that that Obeyan goal early on, and I think had a really good performance overall. Um, that I mean, certainly, I mean, here's the thing what I would say about Tronoff like, suddenly you feel slightly better about our depth, and once again, one game in this position, very small sample size. Yeah. But, like, so. compared to, like, Dadashov last... Once again, different opponent. But, like, Dadashov last week, for instance, he came on the pitch, and in, in that performance from Dadashov, you're like, Dadashov offers you nothing. But like, like I mean, you, I mean, it's not that His he can't score... body at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it, it's not that he can't score a goal, but, like, he doesn't do anything for you, really. I, I, and With or without the ball. And Cherlinov was was night and day from that last week. So, um, huge, huge. Not just in the context of this match, but in terms of um, knowing concretely that that could potentially be an option for the rest of the season if needed. Yeah, that made the score dry to eins at that moment. But uh, you thought we were trying to run out the clock and maybe go to the corners and play it away. And they they kind of did that. Salazar kind of did that. But then he kept getting it to try to go and try to score another goal. And he kept going. And we kept attacking. Uh, and late in the game, Ita quarter from his defensive end kind of makes his run. Uh, ends up giving it to Trilinov or somebody. or, or not, yeah, Maybe it was Trilinov. I forget who it was. Flick. Flick, yeah, so it's Flick, and it kept going down the pitch, and then nice give and goes back and forth with a couple of players, gets back to Itakura from Peringer and rips a goal past uh, the keeper. 4-1, nice goal by Itakura. Uh, you know this guy has some a good shooting ability. He's he's very decent at free kicks. Uh, we've seen that a couple of times this year. Good for him to finally get a goal. Good for the team to get a fourth goal. Uh, that kind of just a resounding victory in this game. Uh, we talked about how... Dominant, we felt at two to one. I think the four to one was a fair reflection on how we felt the game went. Would you not agree? Yeah, yeah, I would. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's not to say that you know maybe Nuremberg could have gotten the second one or whatever, but I feel like yeah, that that scoreline is not um, doesn't like poorly reflect our performance in the match or anything like that. Yeah, I think we're absolutely good for all four of those goals. Uh, yeah, and this last one for me to occur was just kind of hilarious because yeah, as you said, he picks it up fairly I mean decently into his own half kind of centrally and makes this weird run all the way up the sideline into theirs and then plays it to flick and for some reason the ball just keeps coming back to him like you know he makes that cut in kind of like what you know Katucci did that we were talking about that goal he scored like dumps it down into that like zone makes that diagonal run inside but then yeah Itakura plays another ball into Peeringer and it's a one-touch pass back it's, it's great like one-touch passing back and forth and then Itakura like curler into the far corner like really nicely finished that's where was this all season i mean seriously (laughs) uh it was just like a shockingly like silky well executed like once again one touch passing type goal from schalke that you just don't see that often um as a nuremberg fan i don't even know how i would feel about watching that go down but um yeah Yeah. good 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 for her i guess it was beautiful yeah so at the, we won the game, obviously, 4-1. to one. At, the, at the time, we were temporarily in third place. Hamburg actually got a result uh, on Sunday, and so Hamburg jumped over us based on head-to-head. Um, and so, you know, we'll, we'll look at the Hamburg game here coming up, but 
you know, where a week ago it looked like it's going to be seven versus eight going into this game. Now it's three versus four. It's funny how the the table is fight the Liga. It's, it's, it's tight, right? Regensburg lost, Paderborn lost, a bunch of teams lost. Um, St. Pauli and Darmstadt continue winning. But, yeah, all of a sudden we're back in the race again uh, for the promotion, which, you know, we talked about last week. You know, we we got to do something these two games. If you do nothing, it's disastrous potentially. And we showed up. And now we got a big game against Hamburg. And we know a bunch of players are out because of injury or whatever. I feel more confident now going to this Hamburg match, seeing this game against a decent opponent as opposed to what we saw at St. Pauli or even the Sandhausen match where it's a team at the bottom of the table who gives up a million goals. What, what can you read from that? But against Nuremberg, best defense in the league, we scored four goals. And we looked very fluid in attack with all the players. I love to see the same starting 11 into the next game just to see if we can continue that momentum. Um and after the game, well, one of our friends on Twitter, Sasha, uh, jokingly, I'm pretty sure, jokingly says, uh, Idrizi, Peringer, and Cherlinov greater than Bulter, Tarota, and Drexler. Thoughts? No. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, uh, Tarota, Peringer, but I, I was impressed. It, yeah, with, yeah, but no, I, I was impressed I by it. I was impressed by Peringer. I thought. He holds the ball up very well. Good feet, like you mentioned. Did a lot in the game, I thought. Um, and has more pace than Toroto. But Toroto takes those half chances and scores. He's clinical. You cannot take him off the pitch. And Bolter no, is a compliment. Like, I mean, Toroto can do nothing for 80 minutes of a game. And, so and, and one loose ball can bounce his way, and he and he's going to finish it. Because, he's like once again, his positioning, his body control, his ability to, like, you know, use his body to get open. I mean, there's so many things that he can, he, he can just finish something out of nowhere, which is why he's valuable. Yeah. Maybe more so than like the kind of things that like Cherlinov is right. Bringing for a full 90 minutes with or without the ball. But um, yeah, no, I appreciate the sentiment and um, yeah, this Hamburg match, man, it's going to be a big one. Uh, and I think Hamburg, what the, the best defense now in the league after we just did that to Nuremberg, they did have the best defense, but I think it might be Hamburg now that has the best defense. They might be one of the only teams left that has less than 20 goals conceded this season. Hamburg 17 Once goals again, allowed. More ways to determine the best defense than just who 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 concedes goals, but yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, big big result. And like last week, you know, when we were talking, I said like I'm not convinced that we are going to get promoted based on what I've seen. But what I've seen is not a lot of matches where we were in control like that. And that doesn't mean you have to score four goals in a match. That's not what I'm saying. But once again, like when you're watching that match. We weren't concerned about getting the insurance goal. We didn't feel like we were under threat that much. We felt like mm-hmm. we were in control and that we could get into the final third, you know, so much easier. And with we made attacks. We made attacks for once. It was yeah, nice. I mean, the, the ball was going on the left. It was going on the right. We were able to build centrally at times. We weren't I mean, overly just, reliant on Obion, you know? For sure. Yeah. I mean, so it was just kind of like, it. it you know, my, my answer last week may have been different if there were more matches like this where we seemed like we actually belonged. And not only that, we were the better team with a decent handle on the game like you know not like dominant necessarily but like in control of the match yeah. um, and so many of these have been kind of 50 50 affairs for me so that was a much better performance it's the kind of performance even if we had lost um um we would have seemed like seen more of against St. Pauli last week where we felt like we were in it at least mm-hmm. um and uh, yeah huge response and like yes please more of that once again not necessarily the four goals but just just the overall performance um once again with and without the ball like much more consistent pressure um defensively uh it, yeah there's there's a lot of areas that were improvements from last week and it's just it's just um frustrating that we can't see more of that because mm-hmm. we, i mean when 
kind of repeating myself now, but like, you don't have to repeat this exact thing every time. But if we got more of this, we would absolutely be in the conversation for promotion. And we still might be for promotion. But like, we, I mean, this, this is, we would absolutely be in the driver's seat for like probably first or second place if that kind of performance is what we we're able to put out on a more consistent basis. Absolutely. Yeah. I, if we see the same performance against Hamburg that we saw against Nuremberg, I will, my, my sentiments of whether we're a promoter or not from last week would probably change. Um, based on two 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 good performances against two good opponents, um, long season still. But up to this point, up to yes, this weekend, we really saw nothing like. We, this is the most complete game I think we've seen all season. Even when we had Toroda and Bolter scoring goals early in the season, um, or games that we scored a lot of goals, I felt this is the most comprehensive victory of all the bunches. I thought we felt. I felt like you said, no point that I felt that the game was in jeopardy. I felt that we were creating chances. It wasn't just relying on one person. It was the whole team. Ronfold looked decent. I mean, Drizzy, Salazar, Chilonov, and Pering were doing stuff. Um, the defense, they were okay. I mean, they, they didn't, it was normal really didn't create anything, but maybe it's because the midfield was playing so well. I don't know. Um, but this was a comprehensive victory. I thought despite Frazzle making a couple of uh, errors in this game, um, hopefully he clears those up because obviously we have a capable goalkeeper behind them in Fairman. But, um, if you don't have to change things, don't for now. I mean, I, like, again, I want to see the same starting 11 against Hamburg just to see if they can recreate that magic. Yeah. And once again, I mean, I, because I, I don't think Drexler's going to be back before Christmas, right? Like, I mean, he's out for the rest of the year too, correct? I believe so. I, I could be wrong. I mean, I mean, I would, I would still put Drexler back in, for example, like if I had the opportunity to. But um, yeah, I don't disagree that like I was ultimately pretty fine with this. I thought there was a lot of good performances. As you said, Ranful had a good game again. Um, so he's become more of a trusted option in terms of like, you don't have to worry about him in a game necessarily um, for sure. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, just the turn off thing is a revelation. It's a revelation because yeah, you feel so much better about the depth yep. um, after that. He's a good stylist to compliment for, um, for Peeringer. So like you really can't have potentially like a one A and one B striker partnership if you if you do need to rotate that kind of a thing, which probably yeah. shouldn't be an issue because we're not playing in cup games second half of the season. But you know whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then once again, yeah, Drizzy um, hadn't seen a lot of them. Put in a good performance, perfect performance. No, but like yeah. absolutely worthy of additional looks. And I, I would expect and hope to see more cameos for him. And yeah, I mean definitely uh, definitely added some things to today's match for sure. I I agree 100%. And um, yeah, we'll see. Hamburg is a, it's going to be a difficult opponent. It will be on nationally televised TV. I guess you want to call it here in, in, uh, on the East Coast or this side of the pond. Uh, it is going to be on ESPN, which is uh, the last time we had a game was against Hamburg. Uh, so the game will be on Saturday, 2.30 p.m. Eastern time, 1.30 Chicago time. Uh, and uh, what is that? 8.30, 8.30 p.m. German time. Um, it's going to be a good game. I don't know what to expect. We'll see what happens. Obviously, like to see a better performance than we saw on the first time we played them. Um, it's very rare that you the, the first half of the season comes to an end and you're playing the same team again before the second half starts, you know, for the Winter Palace. But that's how the schedule works out. Um, yeah, let's see. Let's go out there and get a victory. Uh, live stream. I, we'll do a watch along for sure. Uh, it's a Saturday game, so we can do it. Um, but uh, I'm excited. I may not be available, but I'll let you know. But you can do it at a minimum. Okay. And uh, people All get right. tired of me anyway, so there you go. <laughs> we'll see. Pascal says, we got this even when we lose. We are still good to promotion. Okay. I like this. I like it. <sighs> I, I wish I wish I trusted that. I, I don't, but you know, 
I don't. But like I said, better performance. And certainly if we could start putting in performances like that, it's going to raise my confidence level real quick because that was a, um, yeah. If this was our standard, I would 100% put money down that we would promote, yeah. get promoted, but it's still to be determined. We'll see. And maybe maybe the option is having uh, Gramozzi stay away from the team and uh, let the assistant uh, lead the team. I don't know. Anyway. Speaking of that, real quick, I lo- some people disagree with this. Okay. In, in the sense that like, maybe they like a more money ball approach where you know the sporting director doesn't even like personally know the players. So they have no emotional you know investment and they can just look at the pure numbers and make business decisions. Personally, I uh, I love that Schroeder's on the bench. And like a guy like, for example, Churlinoff gets subbed off. Schroeder's the guy that brought him in. And Schroeder's there just like, you know, giving him props and like yep. congrats. I love seeing that. I love how he involved yeah. is uh loved how involved he is with the team. Also, Chris commenting driveline down to Amsterdam didn't literally last week. You're like, I almost never make it to Amsterdam because it's too far of a drive for me. Like, I need you get mixed messages, man. You can't you can't entice me with little like St. Louis Amsterdam tabernacle. Depends on the results, okay? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> no, I, I love seeing Schroeder on the bench and and as pumped up as he is. Uh, I mean, if you, if you didn't know who he was, you're thinking just one of the assistants. Uh, but no, it's 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 freaking Schroeder, and I, so I love it. I love seeing that. And you're right, he was hugging, he was hugging uh, Cherlinov, and all. I mean, all everyone on that bench was just is is amazing. Uh, and it's good to see that when they're happy, they just they look like a family, and you love to see that. And hopefully, that that kind of uh, mentality stays through through the rest of the season because I think it'll mm-hmm. go to a long way to helping us get promoted um, with that kind of um, emotions on the sideline because. We need it. The fan. We need the fans. We need the. We need the players and the, and the coaches as well. So, yeah. Yes, this wasn't on TV. You're correct. ESPN. So, uh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's go this weekend. Watch along. Join us on Saturday. Uh, anything else, Jack? Before we wrap this one up? Nah, that'll be all, my friend. All right. Keep tuning in each week as we bring you the latest from the Royal Blues. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you sign up for the Shaka US newsletter. Uh, for those still trying to get Shaka TV, be persistent. We got Shaka TV recently. We got to enjoy the game uh, on Shaka TV and all that comes with it. So be persistent. All right. Um, Jack, anyone you want to give a shout out to? Uh, I'll give a shout out to Formula One real quick. Uh, absolutely phenomenal uh, finale to the season there. Controversial, mm-hmm. dramatic. Anyway, but uh, Shaka is going to become much more important in my weekends now. As uh, Formula One is going to be gone until you know early next year, you know, only 90 ninety-eight days. days. 98 yeah, pretty days. pretty small break. But even so, um, I don't have anything else to entertain me and watch. So I, I need, yeah, there you go, Pasco with the Supermax and chat already. Um, but uh, yeah, I need I need Schalke to uh, deliver some positive vibes because I can't recreate those elsewhere. So uh, yeah, that's my shout out. But you can follow me on Twitter at jmmangan jmmangan. There you go. Super Darko, Super Darko. No, that hasn't the same ring. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Shaka for finally getting us Shaka TV. Uh, we need that in our lives. So uh, you can follow me at R underscore K H A R M A N. As I said, uh, watch along will be this Saturday for the big game against Hamburg. The game is televised, but we're going to do a watch along nonetheless. Uh, yeah. So join us for that. And then uh, until the next podcast comes or no watch along, we'll catch you then. Look out. Mm-hmm.